Hello, welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. It's good to have you back. Cheers for coming. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the one and only Kent CBD. CBD is scientifically proven to help with a manner of different things I can't even fathom to list on this read. But what I do know is it helps with your aches and pains in your muscles, tendons, joints, ligaments, etc. But also it helps with your mental health. Things like depression, anxiety, PTSD, sleeping disorders, eating disorders. The list is as long as a piece of string. So it is fantastic. And the product I use is Kent CBD. So check them out. www.kentcbd.org. Put in the promo code Granite0 at checkout for 10% off. You're welcome. Super Alley. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good, mate. Thanks for Ah, it's been a privilege, mate. I've been, like, sort of watching you from afar for, for a while now, and I was yeah. like, fucking... Just the stuff that you do in general. It's not all the Alley fucking para stuff. It's, yeah. It's like you do loads for fucking veterans. You're yeah. Quite open about mental health, which is important, especially yeah, with us. Mostly. Especially yeah. with us, like, Yeah, which is also people for hard things to come out and do, for being from, from a para background. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I didn't really get on too well to start with. It was kind of like a, um, I got a lot of bad feedback to start with, and a lot of people, you know, I'm still falling out with people like now because, you know, because yeah, yeah. it's, it's more of a widespread thing now and it's recognised more. We're in the military as, as well. Lads have started talking to me, I'm like, no, get fucked. You wasn't there when I needed you, so yeah, yeah. why do you want me now? Yeah, I know exactly, I know exactly the, the fucking outcome with that as well. I had a very similar thing with myself. When I first started the podcast, I literally just episode one it was like I e purged everything just fucking just yeah. all came out yeah her dad's coming on you're fucking making it up you're putting a regiment into disrepute you look like yeah. a right cunt all this and I'm yeah. like mm, cheers that, that makes me feel really good yeah like, you yeah. know what I mean yeah. you're like burying your soul when people just fucking try and put you down even more it's, yeah. it's not good mate yeah but mate that's mate you just fucking don't need those people in your life anyway if they do that mate you don't need them nah, just, exactly. just cut them away that's exactly what I did like because it each time I did a, a new step, there'd be a new troll that would come out. Yeah. And it was like, there was one, it was, I thought it was hilarious. I just, I laughed this one off. Like, he came into the DMs for the podcast. 
but that at that moment my brother was doing all the admin for me yeah so my brother saw him and went who's this fucking dickhead and i was like let me have a look so i've logged in and he was there saying how can you have all these mental health issues when you didn't leave the wire and i was like so you're a rough red guy saying I didn't leave the wire when you know you did. So I was just like, which tour are you talking about? He was like, well, you're just a signaller. I was like, no, my last tour I was just a signaller. Yeah. The, Mate, yeah. the others, I was... I've had my own parish bloke, like parish blokes from yeah. one parish and that. But they all put fake names, mate. They all mm. think they know you. It's all the new blokes, mate. All the blokes I served with know what I'm, I'm about. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, stories. I mean, there's a story where, um, like, apparently I tried to kill my own tiger team. Pulling a 500 pound on my own tiger team. Um, all sorts, mate. The stories go around, I think. You're fucking mental, like. And it that's that's fucking madness. That's not madness. But what 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 goes around comes around, I feel. Yeah. Like, what, one of the guys that gave me shit, he ended up, um, he wrote a letter to one of the top bods in the in the regiment because we didn't go out and secure the airfield. They sent the mighty reg yeah. to do it in uh was it Kabul wasn't it um and he he was he, he was pissed off but yeah he sent it to the wrong guy and now he's been fucking discharged <laughs> <laughs> i was like unlucky son yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> fucking clowns yeah but yeah the stuff that you're doing now with with the with the company the reg engineering yeah our engineering group fucking yeah. class mate yeah we're just getting veterans out getting back on the map mate getting into work um there's obviously like a little Gap in the market. Yeah. Started on the railway. Been on the railway what four, three years now. Um, progressed quite quickly, to be fair. Um, my boss, my boss Sam. So, our engineering group is kind of a sister company from Phonolam, Phonolam Installation. Yeah, yeah. Which is they 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 uh they basically work like CCTV, setting up timetable screens, CIS. Um, we just got a massive contract installing CCTV cameras up in Liverpool, Manchester, Sweet. Birmingham. Basically, just done all the revamp for stations up in Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, so just, we, we've got a lot of work on. Obviously, there's a gap in the market getting veterans out of. Yeah, because it, it's always a thing. I, I found it when I left. I'm not sure about yourself. You probably did the same. Ended up doing CP. And yeah. Then, and you're like, well, I didn't actually end up doing CP in the end. Yeah. I actually just took a look. Security and security, though. Yeah, because I went, I, I, it was literally, what what can I do? What What transferable skills have I got? Yeah. So I went right. I'll get a decent qualification. So I did um did the CP qual, and I was like. But then if I do that, I'm away from the family, which is why I left yeah. in the first place. Yeah. So I was like, right. I ended up being security guard at fucking yeah. Waitrose to start with. See, I, well, I didn't leave Osney straight away. I didn't leave my call. I still wanted to stay fighting the war. Mm. Um, but obviously, I fell out with um I fell out with my boss. So in one parish, Steve, we have all Marines with us. So F Company was just Royal Marines to start with, just a Royal Marine company. Um, and they realised they needed some reg in there, so they split us all up. So they put two power reg in A Company with a platoon of, so two parish platoons with a platoon of Royal Marines. B Company, which is where I started, was two platoons of power reg with a platoon of RAF reg. And then F Company was two platoons of power reg with a uh, platoon of Marines. Mm. So my boss ended up being a Marine, he's a fucking prick. Absolute <laughs> fucking prick. He just didn't like the fact that I'd done loads of tours, loads of experience. We was in an ambush in um in Belize. Yeah. And he said he said to us, "What's uh what's Kath?" Because we were talking about Kath and Kemal, and he's like, mm. what's, "What's Kath?" He's like, "You being fucking serious, lad? How are you here as yeah. a boss of a fucking SOSG platoon, and you've never done a tour?" 
It turns out it's, but it does, it's quite hard to breathe, which, uh, got, which yeah. is fucking bullshit in itself as well. You yeah. shouldn't be put in a position like that just because you've No, definitely somebody. not. Anyway, I had a bit few fallouts with him. Um, and he grasped me up the stairs. And that, that was me out. But the bloke's an absolute oh. fucking whopper. Yeah, I bet. It sounds like it. But we, we found that, even down at our level, like, we would get all the, the crow officers come in. They would take over the, the flights of the things. Yeah. And then you'd be like, right, you, you haven't done anything yet, and you're in command of all of us. But then they would uh, bring in uh, sergeants in to help run the fucking flight. Yeah. But they would come off training wing, and they haven't done a fucking yeah. anything since Northern Ireland. And yeah. they're like, hang on. what What's going on here? You've yeah. got fucking junior lads that have done two tours, and yeah. you're telling us that we're doing stuff wrong. It's like, yeah. Well, mate, as a new boss, I, I think he passed out of... Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the officer training course. But anyway, he came out of that, and he went to... Uh, um, Faz Lane. Apparently, if you go to Faz Lane straight away, straight from your, your officer training, basically means you need more development. Got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. more development, so you're not actually in a position yet to take over a, a fighting company. So they put you yeah. in that position to get more experience before you take over a fighting company. Now, he's come from somewhere where he needs more experience to, be, to command a fighting company. He's come, he's the boss of one of the best fighting companies in yeah. the British Army, essentially. Yeah, and, yeah. And he, t- he comes in, and there's, there's me, I won't, I won't mention the guy because he's still in now. Nah, that's fine. Um, but there's me and him, he's one of my best mates now, he's the best man at our wedding. Um, there's me and him as the two team leaders in that company. He, he just didn't want to fucking listen to us, mate. And as a new boss, you come in and you listen to the ones with experience. The yeah, team sergeant and the, and the screws, the team leaders, you listen to those geezers, you don't, you don't come in thinking you fucking know it all. Nah, that, that's, the, that's the worst thing. Come in with a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. I can remember the first time I met him, I was out in the jungle. He took over us out in the jungle in Belize. And um, I just got back off the ground. Uh, and he, he like the new boss was here. I said, to, I said to my mate, I said, the new boss here. He goes, yeah. He said, you ain't fucking like me, bro. <laughs> anyway, straight away. <laughs> yeah, sat, sat down. And he, he, that initial interview, like where he says, you know, what he's about and what he does. Yeah. Um, where he's just come from and all that shit. He, uh, he sat down. He goes, yeah, right. He goes, I got, I boxed this and boxed that, and I was boxing in university. And I just went, I don't want to fucking know how hard you are. Yeah, I'm not here to talk about how hard you are. It's irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah, just tell me what you're going to do for the blokes. Like, are you going to look after the geezers? Essentially, so getting a really good Afghan. Yeah. Um, yeah, he turned out to fuck up a few times in Afghan as well. Yeah, it sounds like he would. Yeah, we, we had a we had a, a boss in, in CAF that was a... He was a former uh, auxiliary, um, just one of us. Uh, and he got a bit. He got picked on a lot while I was out in Iraq, mm. and he obviously carried that chip on his shoulder. And then when we went out to Kandahar, he was yeah. a fucking nightmare. But I still remember that one day we got all the way ready to load up to go out, and he's like, "Tomo, have you you got my rifle?" I was like, "What? Why would I have your rifle? IW, maybe individual yeah. weapons. It's yours. Yeah. Why would I have it?" And my, fucking <laughs> my mate Dan popped his head down from fucking all cover, and he was like. Boss, that's your weapon, mate. That, that's got to be a fine, isn't it? It's got to be a crate. He's like, he's like, no, no, no. We just have to go back and get it. He's like, well, hang on a minute. If that was one of the lads, yeah, you'd be fucking chewed out, bro. Yeah. How do you forget your weapon? Wait, this boss, he um, he could, so we were on the wagons waiting for the boss one day. He's done like a final check of the harbour. This is in the jungle. And he puts us with a poncho, me and uh, me and the other team leader, and he's throwing it in the back of the wagon that we're in. And he's like, yeah, fucking good skills. I was like, who's your fucking ground sound guy? And we're like, ah. Lads, who's this? And it, we've done like a kit check. No one can fall in, so it was there, so we've done a kit yeah. check. 
anyway, that night we're putting up our, uh, our ponchos and that to get our fucking, get those down. He comes up to me and me and the other TL was like, ah, uh, lad, you got that, you got that poncho? He's like, is it yours? He's like, yeah, like, you <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> what a fucking cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So, what what initially turned you to the power rangers when you first? There's a guy, so, when I was at school, I was getting bullied at school quite badly at the time. Um, I'd done a talk on the power rangers when I was 11 years old. And it's just something that always drew to me. I always wanted to be in the army anyway, because I wanted to yeah. be some sort of say word, my dad said. Um, yeah, so I was just really drawn to the army. And then, because I was getting bullied at school, dad had a friend called Pat Feeney, who's, who's PGR, Parachute Dungeon Instructor at Boys Norton. So, when I was about 12 years old, I think it was, I went to Boys Norton and done the parachute training school. So, I got put in like the, the harnesses to get ready to get yeah. out, to practice getting out of twists. Uh, done the fan jump, which is basically a harness, and you jump and just on a fan and you just fall about 60 foot, yeah. I think it is. Um, and it's quite funny because I wasn't scared when I was doing it when I was 12 years old, but when I went back when I was like fucking <laughs> 18, I shit myself. <laughs> you got a little bit more fear as you get older, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I realised I was just scared of heights. Well, I knew I was scared of heights anyway, but. Mate, well, pa- I pa- power of scared of heights. I can't actually remember passing P Company, and I thought, fuck, I passed. I've got to jump out of an airplane now. Because <laughs> I didn't think I'd pass. Essentially, I was, because I got bullied at school, and, you know, was, my dad wouldn't really do anything, he wouldn't really help me in any way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad's got a reputation where I live for being quite a fucking hard parent as well. So, um, so I ex- always expected him to kind of look after me, but he, he didn't. Now, I chose a parent, well, I went, actually went to join the RAF fire service to start with, and they weren't recruiting at the time. Um, they just weren't. They, yeah, that always, seems, they I think that always like, seems to be the way. I think they only do it every now and then. They take, yeah, they yeah. take in some new people as well. Um, yeah, so I went downstairs and joined the Paras. But when I came home, I said to my dad, I was, he thought I went to join the RAF fire service. My dad was a fireman. Oh, That's okay. the reason why I didn't know. Um, and I thought, fuck it, you know what? I was going to go with, I was going to go with the Paras. But my yeah. dad always pushed me to be, be a fireman in the Navy or a fireman in the RAF. That's what he always pushed me to do. Yeah, yeah. He said, you don't want to join the Paras, you don't want to do that. So I thought, fuck it, I was going to go join the Reg. So I joined the Reg. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway, I didn't think I'd pass. I just wanted to do it, do it because it's a hard regiment to get into. And they're, yeah, yeah. they're known as like being the hard best. men, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never thought I'd pass. I just done it just to just to see what happened. And when I passed, I was like, fuck. Just jump out of a fucking plane. Out of fucking airplane, <laughs> <laughs> That's one way um, to fucking do it. Yeah, my first jump wasn't that, actually that bad, to be fair. Yeah. I think because I was so scared, I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, sort of just resort resort to default, innit? Just and to be honest, you're only in the air for what? 30 seconds, you're not in the air long. Yeah. 600 feet drop, you're not in the air long at all. I know when you got a kit, mate, you're not in the air fucking like 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, my old man was a um, jump instructor. He's a, he was a PJI for 22 years. Yeah. Fucking. He ended up being attached to 2 2 as their jump instructor. For, yeah. For five, six years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it, that that was always my dream. I was like, well, I'm gonna be a jump instructor. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Got there, failed the altitude test, and all. <laughs> for PGI, I was like, well, I've already got all the qualifications. I know, I quite, I know quite a few PGIs now. Um, they're all quite young lads as well, and they're good lads. Mm. I bumped into a few of them actually in Poland, just gone. Oh yeah. I did Poland in bar, and I just heard my name get shouted, Radis. I was like, you know, bumping everyone. You're marking everywhere, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's that IG you got. Yeah. Fucking too many followers. <laughs> oh, mad, isn't it? It is mad. But yeah, that actually gets me onto a fucking other subject. So you, you, you're always stolen. There's always new profiles of you. I know, it's mad, isn't it? It's fucking just a handsome man, isn't it? Mate, if you type in my name in, in Instagram, there's probably over 100 profiles. 
my picture, people use different names. So what they actually do is, so I'll talk about what they actually, what, what, what that's about, because a lot of people probably don't actually know what the school is. No, no, I, I don't. I just see that there's so fake profiles and that. There's a group of, so it's predominantly like uh, Nigerians. Yeah. Um, they actually message me and say, pay me money, I'm going to stop using your, pro- your, your Instagram. I was like, how about get fucked? <laughs> yeah. I just carry on using it. Because yeah. um, I got to a point now where I don't care. It bothered me at the start because obviously I used pictures of kids and that. Yeah, yeah. So it did bother me at the start, but it, it doesn't really bother me anymore. But what they are is a group of boys called Yahoo Boys. Now, if you type in Yahoo Boys on, on Facebook, all these groups come up where they share information of soldiers and that. They share information of how to hack Instagram, how to come across as a British person in England with a British phone number when you're actually in Nigeria. Fucking hell. They're very fucking clever people, mate, to be fair. Um, so yeah, what they do is they make up a profile of of me or another soldier, and then they make women fall in love with them, and then they're scamming. They basically say I need money to fly back from yeah. Afghanistan. Like my bank account's been blocked because um, I'm in Afghanistan. I use my card in Afghanistan. It's been blocked, but I need money to fly back. If you want to see me, you need to pay me to fly back. I've heard of one woman who got scammed of a hundred and fifty thousand pounds. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, but no. her daughter basically messaged me and said, "Look, my mum's been scammed of a hundred and fifty grand." I'm like, fuck it, why do you give money to people you don't even know? Yeah, exactly. Like, but then they're vulnerable women, aren't they? And I don't know their background or what their yeah. mental health condition they've got or to make them do that. But Instagram and Facebook, I've learned a shit with removing them. If you if you yeah. report them, if you report a profile that is blocked, so as in hidden, so you can't, yeah. you have to request to follow them, then they won't, they won't remove them. But if they're open, yeah. they're, they're trying to take them down so and they know this so they put them as hidden well, profiles yeah, and you report them saying they're impersonating me and they don't get taken down that's it that's fucking mad you're like they're impersonating me they're like are they though yeah no, they're <laughs> messi- mate, they will message me all the time and say look pay me money and i'll stop using your photos like they're pretty cool photos to be fair so yeah they're not bad, so. F- fill your boots do you, know, <laughs> do you know a lot of power agents i'd say did you have your own personal photographer walking around behind you <laughs> You always have a combat cameraman. We weren't supposed to take cameras like so when SVC first started, a lot of the kit we were using were kind of secret, mm. and a lot of the kit we were using identified us as SF, yeah, you know, yeah. from it from a SF of background. Of um, so we weren't allowed to put photos. We weren't allowed to put photos on Instagram. We weren't allowed to have photos on Facebook. Nothing, yeah. mate. We had to be like proper in the dark. And when I left, I thought, Do you know what? Get fucked. Yeah. The army did start messaging me saying, you need to remove your photos. I was like, nah. Yeah. Like, they don't control me anymore. <laughs> no, no. And then, then I got a, um, a load of letters from like, the disclosure sales of like, where DSF is in yeah, Bridgman's yeah. Park Barracks. And um, I actually spoke to DSF when they broke to a special force. He was like, look, I can work with us. Send us a photograph you want to post and we tell you if you can post them or not. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's no, you got like, my photos. Like, yeah, you kicked, yeah. you kicked me out for steroids. Did they? Yeah, that, that's what they kicked me out. So they tested me for steroids and kicked me out for it, yeah. So I was like, you kicked me out for steroids. I never failed a fitness test. I was a fucking decent soldier. I know all the, you know, I was, yeah. I was gleaming. I was sort of, in, my, in my eyes, I was doing well. I had a few issues, like scrapping at weekends and things, but fucking which Paris bro hasn't. Yeah, we um, fucking, yeah, any story really. Yeah, and um, yeah, they kicked me out. So I was like, no, but I'll do what I want. Yeah, I fucking didn't know that. And there's someone fucking new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fucking mad though, isn't it? Because we're, I got I got I got a, t- a telling off from one of my buddies actually. Um, he's currently serving at the minute. He's a JTAC, and he um, he sent me a photo on Christmas with him sat. I don't know where he was. He had a fucking Christmas hat on. Sent me a photo, so I was like, oh, I'll do a post and just say, 
fucking Merry Christmas to fucking lads that are serving out there. He's like, can you remove that? I was like, why? He's like, it's not me that's saying it. It's fucking my my one ups that saying because of the rifle that I'm carrying. You can see yeah. the camp in the background. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard on it now. Don't you? Yeah. That's why I always back yeah. out. So even like even just blurring out the faces of my mates and other pictures, like, I'll do that and screw them out. Yeah, like, yeah, I've noticed like, that. Yeah, so I'll screw just screw them out and just blur out faces, mate. Um, just for their just their personal security as well, because a lot of them on it are still serving. Um, just what I think to do, but definitely, mate. It's fucking it's crazy. We we were always told as well on out on tour, like, stop taking photos. Like, yeah, no, mate. Is it? <laughs> It's on the memory. I lost all my Iraq photos. But it's doing things in, t- in certain places, mate. You know where to take photographs and where not to. Yeah, yeah. If something's going down, like, don't do it. Like, your whole thing last night on the, on the floor, like, I didn't see it, but um, Soldier soldier Out oh, oh, the, yeah. on TV, like, just don't... I missed that, actually. I was meant to watch it, but... Shouldn't we fit, like, just fucking don't record it. Yeah. Like, sometimes you watch things like that and you're like, why did nobody put their brain in gear for that one? Like, yeah. It's like... It's a bit obvious that if that gets leaked, which it well, will. Well, don't be. fucking have shit like that on your phones all the time, on your laptops and shit. Just screw them up. Because what will happen is they'll go, oh, have you seen this? Oh, send me that. Oh, yeah. cool. Have you seen this? Send me that. And then next thing you know, it's all gone fucking. Yeah, or just don't do it. It's a bit like the fucking, uh, what was it, Three Power and that fucking slutty in the in the Colchester. Oh, mate. Oh, fucking laughs that one. That was, that's a standard weekend to Power Rangers. Fucking is, isn't it? The, the, only, the, 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 only, the only thing that pissed me off about it is that the blokes couldn't get amongst each other as well. Like, like, back in my day, if your mate had his dick out next to you, just give it a common courtesy yeah. tug, mate. Yeah. Like, so, none of that was going on. I was like, right, the blokes get amongst each other while they're waiting to go on the chip. Like, it's just, it just baffled me. Oh, fucking times have changed, mate. They're all woke, aren't they? Yeah, but it's just it's like, like Power Edge stuff is just. Yeah. It was funny, mate. That was it. I, I, I said to my missus, I said, like, that's a normal weekend for us in the, in the block that. Yeah. She's like, fucking hell, she goes, don't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't even show my missus that sort of stuff, she won't fucking believe it. Yeah, it? She, she, she's pretty savvy, so. <laughs> my missus would be like, what's she that? Knows, she knows I'm a bit loose, like. <laughs> a bit loose, like, I like that. That's fucking class, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. creatures, mate. Everywhere. But, uh, but the, 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 mate, when I see that and they started saying they're going to get in trouble for it, I was like, what? There's nothing to get in trouble about. It's just so the army and they even take took three power pots, didn't they? So they yeah. switched going to Kosovo, I think it was, and they took off a lot just for that. I was like, it's just a fucking blokes being blokes. Yeah, they're trying to just fucking let their air down, aren't they? Especially if they're due to go out. Like you're always gonna be a bit, like if you're gonna have characters like that, you train blokes in certain ways. They're always gonna be a bit loose. They're always gonna be a bit a bit mad. They're not gonna be like your average person that you meet down fucking. Nah, exactly. In a, in a, in a queue in Tesco's, mate. You just, I've always said it. It's like. Especially when you come out and you, and you become a veteran and whatever and you're trying to have a normal conversation with someone but your fucking mind automatically goes dark and you can make a fucking shit comment. It's like my missus will always go, you're not normal. I'm like, well, no, I'm not normal. I signed up to go fight in a war. I see, I think I'm normal, but in my fucking world. I'm you normal do. in my world. And as long as I'm normal in my world, that's... Because I always just look at myself as like, fucking hell, he's like, he's a bit outcast here. Especially when I was playing back with the rugby team. I was like a bit yeah. of an outcast here, like, it's, you know... But I'm normal in my fucking world, and as long as I'm happy in my world, that's... Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, I'm quite lucky, like, two of my fucking closest mates live down the road, and they yeah. both serve with me on the same squadron as well, so yeah. it's like, I can just go be fucking weird with them. Yeah. So I've learned when to turn it on, though, when to turn it on, when to turn it off. Yeah. And sometimes I'll turn it on just to see people, so I humour myself sometimes. <laughs> so I'll be in a pub, and if I get bored, I'm like, ah, fuck this, I'll just try and 
make everyone like, have like a real bad reaction. So I just come up to someone and everyone's like, fuck, you know. <laughs> 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 a bit of cracks me, it makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking way My best mate Connor always says, like, I'm easily pleased. Yeah. He says, my, my sense of humour is really weird. Because <laughs> it, like, it sees something real funny and I just think, that's not funny, mate. Yeah. But I see something really simple and laugh my head off yeah. it. <laughs> I find it, even just going through like Instagram and that, and you're on the reels or something, there's some ridiculous, and you're like, yeah. that's fucking funny, mate. Yeah. <laughs> simple stuff cracks me up. Yeah. Mate. Fucking simple stuff, mate. Uh, I'm, su- I'm surprised you didn't uh, sign yourself up to go over to Ukraine. Like, I almost you, did. You almost did? Yeah, so there was, a ta- there was a task that came out where a lot of people see it and a lot of people were like sit, sitting it around and I kept it very really quiet at the time because I didn't really want people to know what I was doing or what I was up to. So um, so I got a call off one of my mates saying, do you want, do I want to be part of this this team? Now, the team was to go into an extraction of Americans. So there's 18 Americans that were stuck in country and they needed extraction. Yeah. So we got in touch with, um, with, with I got in touch with a relevant party that I needed to set all my details across. They got down to put us in teams, and it, li- it was literally on 24 hours notice to move. So yeah. we were on standby to be deployed to Poland. We were doing a week's training in Poland on the Rangers, do a range package, and then we were across the border in arm- armoured vehicles. Um, the Americans were spying it as well, all the weapons, MVGs. We had some top kit as well. Yeah, like, that would have been like, some fucking good. Yeah, some Gucci kit. Um, so, yeah, we were going and extracting these Americans, two grand a day. If we got them out, with a six grand bonus to get for getting them all out. It's probably going to take us about a week, two weeks to get them all out yeah, yeah. Um, by moving. Now, we had like meetings and like you know, chats about what was the threat and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and people on the ground there, they basically said the main threat is going to be from criminals that have now got hold of guns, basically. Yeah, yeah. And going around because they don't know who we are. We no. And they wouldn't give a fuck if you've got a British flag in there. You know, on the visors, you just put British flag on the visor, put the visor down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was in the main assault team, assault team one, to go, which is the main extraction party, going in and getting them out. I was happy because I knew a few of the guys in the in the team as well, and I've worked yeah. with them before, so I know. You know how they work. Yeah, and if, if I was going with a team I don't know, yeah. going in doing that is not really. Yeah, you want you yeah, want to make you sure you got fucking switch on team to do that. Yeah. Um, but it never come about because I got out. The eighteen Americans managed to get on, get a train, and get get out of there. <laughs> so it never come about. Um, it's a bit of a, that's a bit shit though for you, but. But I was kicked back <laughs> ready to go, mate. Like, You're ready. Yeah. Um, Flip the switch. Yeah, I was fucking. Mate, I was kicked packed as soon as it all kicked off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Kit packed ready. He's ready to go. I always have the urge to go back and do, like, you can look at it in different ways, can't you? It's probably a blessing in disguise, really, because what's up going on out there? I've got mates on the ground that are looking after TV crews, and they're sending me pictures of fucking families burnt out in cars, or the Russians yeah. just burnt them in cars, and, like, you know, fucking kids dead on the side of the road. So, technically, it's probably a blessing in disguise that it didn't go ahead. But yeah, yeah. I always get that itch to go back and yeah. just fuck some bad people up. It's like that fucking the war is a war is a drug in it. You're not going to beat that adrenaline rush that you get. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. Especially like for yourself going out and doing SFSG and being attached to. I was watching the um. I was watching a lot of so I was watching a lot of footage at the time as well of what's going on. And there's a lot of footage coming about. And I was watching a lot of it just to try and see what the Russians are like. Mm. And I'm not impressed with them to be honest. They're fucking shit army. Yeah. Their drills yeah. and skills of battlefield and battlefield discipline. Shocking. Oh. I, I actually see a, um, an anti-tank crew, what, there's a video of an anti-tank crew, the boat's got an anti-tank weapon out and there's five of them stood around him, I'm thinking, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, it's, it's mad, isn't it? Cause I found the same with, with a few of the fucking Yanks. We went out on a on a footsie with the American Pathfinders out in Kandahar and I was, we were, we were like, 
spacings were all on point. We were fucking taking cover when we needed to, when we were going down different wadis and whatnot. We were watching them. They were just skylining themselves, all bunched up, just walking through. And we're like, if anything did kick off right now, you lot, are, you're fucked. Yeah. Look, you see a lot of ops we done. See a lot of ops we done in, uh, in, in SOSG. We're, um, we're like recce, almost like recce mm. ops, really. So Oprigo was your master, probably the best ops in Afghan ever, probably. Uh, yeah. We're just going out and getting scraps every day. So just going in with heli, like, just going in heli, getting top top, getting, getting his contacts and coming out. But sometimes when we were doing extractions, we were just fucking rear skylining ourselves, mate. Just getting into fucking contact all the way out. But yeah. sometimes it can't be helped, but it is what it is, mate. Yeah, but, well, with that one, there was plenty of cover. They were yeah. fucking taking the piss, I think. Each one of their purple hearts, I think. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I've, I've seen a few footages and you're like, uh, yeah, you, you lot are shit. It's, it's probably, they've, apparently their fucking SF lot are pretty fucking, pretty good, aren't they? But Rangers, we're doing a lot of work with Rangers. When SSG's first started. Yeah. We had the Red One Ranger at the Dover Rook, had like five bomb stars, it's like through a banner. We've like done 14 tours, mate. Um, yeah. He was there on a Jessica Lynch shop, I think it was, that jumped in on that. Um, so yeah, he taught us quite a lot, to be fair. Like our weapon, like our shooting drills changed, the way we hold weapon, like with a C-camp over the top now, yeah. like, like, like hold it under. Even the setup of your weapons was different. Like We used to put, we used to just throw our fucking attachments on our weapons and put them anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But then all your attachments go to the front of your weapon. Mate, it's just little yeah. things change, mate, and then your shooting drills change fucking loads, mate. No, I bet. But like we were doing the Baylor drill, so it's like two to the chest. Obviously, two to the chest for a reason, because the first round will obviously break the plate. Second round will pot- potentially penetrate the plate. Yeah. If that fails, one's head hits, bang, bang, bang. We just drilled that all the fucking time, mate. Yeah. Got a double tap, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what I did watch the other day. I don't know. If, I don't know how much telly you actually fucking watch, or if you're fucking doing your own thing. Uh, but I watched that um, terminal list. Yeah. I was fucking impressed with the the drills that Chris Pratt's doing on there. But they had yeah. um, Jack Carr was actually. Yeah. See, Seal Team. If you watch, if you watch Seal Team, um, can't remember what it's on CBS, I think it is. Yeah. But have you seen it, Seal Team? I haven't seen Seal Team. Um, yeah, that's about just that's about to go through series I think we're on six one now. Yeah. Their drills and skills and that are pretty good. But they got like a Delta Force guy, Tyler Grail. Yeah, you, you can tell when they've got a proper yeah. fucking advisor on there. Yeah, I was. So what the storylines are actually to do with SEALs as well, because they got mm. SEALs that actually work Oh yeah, yeah. They're their own storylines incorporated into the T V show, so it's actually yeah. quite decent to be fair. Yeah, that, that terminal list is, is just fucking class. Even my missus watched it. She doesn't like watching military stuff with me because I'm like, well, that's bollocks. That's bollocks. Yeah. She's like, well, you shut up and watch it. Like, she really liked that fucking R girl. You probably don't. Fucking hate that. Yeah, I was going to say, don't watch that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, apparently their fucking military advisor is like a, a female clerk or something. I was like, well, that shows. Probably in fucking five years later, just for some mate. Fucking midgets, mate. Chad, have you done it? <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember watching. I remember watching, I think it might have been one of the final episodes. I used to moan at every single episode there'd be something I'd pick up on. And there's a um, Kazivak that they're doing. And they're going, right, we call him Mert. And a fucking Blackhawk lands with Mert's written on the side of it. And I went, well, I'm never watching this ever again. Yeah. I went, that's one of the best jobs that the Rap Reg ever got is Mert. <laughs> and they're fucking, fucking Blackhawk. I was like, where's the fucking Chinook? We always have Pedro, really. We always Pedro, have PJs. Fucking we always have class. PJs. 
um, whenever we had, whenever we had someone get injured. I think the only time I ever see the Merc was when I was attached to the Welsh Guards in 2009. Yeah. The only time I ever see them come in. Um, all the other times we were up on the ground, as in our guys, is, is the Merc pretty much. But then uh, the Pedro side, but I think that's because we had um, USMC JTAX with us all the time. Mm. Yeah. We had USMC JTAX with us. They're um, pretty good. Yeah, we had, we had USMC those. dog handlers with us as well. Mm. Uh, Pedro, Pedro's class. Well, we, we did a, uh, a BFA training course down with, with Pedro. I think, they were, I think he was at Marham, RAF Marham, when he was down there. I remember watching him, I was like, that, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's good to have. I want to do that. I think it takes about four years to do that training. So it's yeah. like paramedics, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, good guy. Literally paramedics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're actually working. If you if you, um, if you look into them, they're actually working. So they work in the floods. So there's natural disasters in, in America. Yeah. They get the Blackhawks out and they go out and they, they actually do extraction. That's weird. So this flood, where, where it is, where's flood? Like, New Orleans, isn't it? Some of that, mate. There's, wherever the flood is anyway, but they're out there in the Blackhawks. Like extracting people, yeah, and fucking shit up guys, mate. That is fucking, that is fucking cool, mate. That is cool. So you said in your message you got loads to talk about. What else you got to talk about? Get out, get out. I don't know now. I pretty much spoke about. Those <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I spoke about those stuff now, mate. Nah, to be fair, with 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 fucking podcasts, you can go on and on and on, can't you? So yeah, a lot of the podcasts I've done before, kind of a lot of podcasts that people do. It's like repetitive talking. Yeah. It's just the same same story over and over again. There's one guy that I used to work for, when they mention any names. Okay. I used to work for him, um, off the off the SCS show. Once you <laughs> listen to one of his podcasts, you fucking listen to them all, mate. Yeah. Boring bastard. Oh, he's not bored with his own story yeah, now. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, works an absolute <laughs> swat as well. Um Yeah. So oh yeah, because of course you you did a bit of that afterwards, didn't you, with the um that fucking one company. Breakpoint. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Well, so what was that? Breakpoint. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, I don't know what that is. I just saw you jumping off a Yeah, well, I was basically doing that, like helping out veterans um, get into work there. Um, so then the bloke just doesn't pay veterans, mate. He treats veterans like shit when he's supposed to be like a veteran, you know, help veterans. Yeah. Um, the bloke's an absolute fucking tool, mate. Like, proper. Yeah. There's a, there's a few that you see on the show and you're like, it's a very dick. toxic place, mate. Like this whole the, the place, like we just mentioned there, very toxic place, mate. Everyone thinks they're fucking SF because they just fucking blast rape off. Yeah. Things and like you tell a story, mate, and fucking some royal marine who's never done a fucking tour is telling your story. Like you know, like, it's, it's 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 a mad place, mate. Yeah. Like they're, and they they're very anti with some other people as well. As in, there's a girl from Babe Station that was going to come on the show, and they said like certain women on that in that company started getting funny but what's the matter if she's from fucking babe station she's a girl that's paid to come on this course mm. and like get something from it yeah, as yeah. in like the course is supposed to be about helping people and making them like grow as a person and yeah, yeah, in yeah. Position, like stretching positions make them see who they are and like there's no growth in your in your comfort zone there's only growth outside your comfort exactly. zone exactly and that's what it's all about that's what it's supposed to be about so then they were picky they were very picky on who they're bringing on the course because they got fucking too big for their boots because there's celebrity status which is bullshit mate yeah um now the fallout with the obvious guy, um, he's an absolute fucking dick, and that was it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. There are some, there are some fucking good blokes on there. I met I met Billy um, back home. I'm from Hereford originally. Yeah. Um, he was in a pub. My missus thought he was hilarious because I was like, "You alright, Bill?" He's like, "You don't know him." I went, "Yeah, but I feel like I know him, so it's fine." <laughs> 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 he literally lives around the corner from my best mate. Back he's down here the other day. Our company. 
I did see a photo. But he was, uh, he was Sergeant Major on my first rack tour. Hmm. My first rack tour was the first session of Steam Tour. And he was Sergeant Major on it. Dirty. Top, top bloke yeah. in each. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to slide into his DMs to see if he'll come on for a chat at one point, but no, no luck so far. Yeah. That's what people always say to me. They went, how do you get these people on? I went, well, I asked it. Just network it, right? Yeah. yeah. Just network don't, it. don't ask, you don't get, do you? Yeah. It's like the same with responses. I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to start asking. But when I was, I get, I feel funny asking. Because yeah. everything, as you probably know, we're in, literally in a shed. I was like, it's all paid for by me. When I'm not asking for funding. I've got mics, I've got a Mac. Yeah. I just want... I want some free shit. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some free coffee. Thank you very much, Green Beret Coffee. <laughs> is, that, is that Marines, is it? Yeah. Is that what I've got in that cup there? No, no. That, that's just Bob Stanley. I wasn't going to drink it. <laughs> throw it out. <laughs> hey, part of the big three, mate. Part of the big three. Yeah. What's up the fucking Holy Trinity? Holy Trinity. Yeah, that middle one's Holy Trinity made up in his own head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking. I was going to get your... I was going to get your view on that fucking show. Because it, it started all right. It's, good. it's a good show, as in, like, it's a good show. Cause it's, cause it, again, it goes back to the whole thing what I just said about Breakpoint, as in, you're putting people in the stress yeah, positions yeah. to make them grow. There's also people, people, you're, you can always, if people can moan it, there's always people on the show that have got a backstory, like some horrible backstory, but that's the whole fucking point of it. Yeah. Helping people that are in, or been in stressful positions or had, like, some yeah. traumatic, in, like, something traumatic happen in their life and put them in, you know, outside their comfort zone, make them grow. Yeah, you're yeah. helping people, and you're using, you're using it to obviously your skills from what they've learned to make people grow. But what I don't agree with when people fucking when they pass the show and they they pass all over Instagram saying they passed SS selection. You're like, yeah. How many fucking boats do you think I've seen? Paratroopers that are trained for six years, six foot fucking four meters. Some of the best soldiers I know, and they still yeah. failed like SS selection. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen very similar as well. And, they, and they're coming out going, oh, I've just passed SS Yeah. Exactly. No, what you pass is a fucking TV course. Yeah, you pass a TV fitness you course. You pass a TV show. <laughs> That's what you pass. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had, um, I've had Jay Tyler on, who, who obviously does the uh, interrogation bit. I've had him on before. He's, he's, he's a sound bloke as well. Yeah, Jay sounds yeah, good bloke. Yeah. So it, it's, it is good. My missus likes watching it. Obviously, he does a lot for the... Mental health as well. I think he was the last time I spoke to him. I think he was in the process of setting up a, um, yes, he was. a retreat or something. Yes, he, he, he mentioned. Actually, yeah, he mentioned that on the podcast. I don't know if he actually got there. I've really see, seen him for a while. Yeah, same. I'm, I've been a bit shit lately on, on reaching out to people, making sure. Everyone's got their own lives, mate. But yeah. as long as you reach out every now and then, it doesn't matter. You don't need to reach out every five yeah. minutes. Just I yeah. realise that, mate. I'm sh- I'm quite crap at it as well. But with the regiment, I'm just so fucking busy nowadays. By the time I get home, I just want to go to sleep, mate. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes so I live in Oxford, obviously, and then the office is down here. So I drive like nearly two hours every day, so, like one trip, so four hours every day. Yeah. Um, some days I'll come down the office and I'll go up to Birmingham, so sometimes it's like eight hours driving a day, as well as doing the, yeah, the working day. Everything else. Fucking By the time I get home and just see the kids for a bit, I'm like, fucking, that's yeah. me done in for the day, mate. And <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Because I've been, I've been in similar situations when I used to do, um, I used to do surveillance work. So I'd be out on the road, I, I could be anywhere they could send me down to Cornwall or whatever and I come home I'm fucking hanging yeah. but then I'm like I haven't seen my two little fucking creatures all day yeah. and they don't switch off yeah and it's like I've got fucking mate I used to do surveillance and they, they binge me until I was too big I was about to be fair I was about 19 and a half mate at the time I was about 19 and a half stone fucking huge yeah. I was about 18 I think no sorry tw- I had about 22 inch arms 
uh, I was fucking keen. And they said, right, you've got to lose weight. They're like, we're watching you from behind, but I'll follow. Yeah. And too, you're just too fucking big. absolute beast. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right because I'm a bit of a fucking combat dwarf, you know. So I'm, I'm only five six. Yeah. So I sort of blend in, which is, which is handy. Yeah. The annoying thing was when I did start putting on a bit of weight and having to climb from the back into the front. The amount of times I got fucking stuck, I was like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I was in front. Mate, I got called up to France because I used to do straight into Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in Lithuania for like six months by the time I get out there. But, um, yeah, I went to France. So we got a call saying, right, you need to get to France ASAP. So flew to France, uh, got to the airport. They said, right, you've got a high card books. You're good to go. Beer, fucking 500, mate. I was like, you got any for Kelsey? He went, no. Mate, it was like Mario Kart's around Paris. Oh, I bet, mate. That's fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I didn't stand out at all. No. Fucking Who's this fucking giant getting out of a fucking mini? Mental, mate. <laughs> they, um, they did, they did not quite that extreme. Pretty much the opposite. So my, um, my little fucking Peugeot partner fucking died. So that had to get done in. They swapped it out. I went, they went, what? What do you what do you need? I went, Well I need like a almost identical, so like a Peugeot partner or a fucking Ford transit, the small one. I went, oh god, yeah, no problem. They sent me a massive Ford transit, it was fucking ginormous. I went, doesn't have to take that back and they went, Why not? I went, I'm supposed to be inconspicuous. I don't yeah. fucking drive around in that. They were like, Oh, I went, There's no windows in the back either, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise you needed it. I went You work for on behalf of the company, you must yeah. know. What yeah. vehicles we need? <coughs> it's mad. And then another higher vehicle they gave me was a bright green Citroen Cactus or something. But yeah, that had no like power supply unless the engine was on. But if the engine's on, the lights are on. Yeah. I was like, this is shit. Yeah. Bad mate. We were saying it's that. Yeah. Adds a, adds a good fucking time to in that. Yeah. Yeah. Good I went to a lot of places doing experience, but didn't really get too much of. I was, I was kind of gutted I never got the, uh, right, make sure you have your passport with you, they might be flying. It's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Did some cool ones, though, going to, like, Thorpe Park and that. That was fun. We got called out quite a lot. <laughs> like, like, one minute you'd be, like, in your flat in London. Next minute you're in Poland, mate, with just a bag. Yeah. You always used to have carry credit cards with, like, about 10 grand on. Yeah, yeah. Follow our toes in country. Um, but, yeah, it was, I, I love doing straight. It's all right. It's good. But then I broke my leg playing, playing rugby. Nice. So I couldn't walk for, like, fucking about six, nine months. Oh, even better. Yeah, you're definitely built for rugby. I've seen you. I've seen you attempt to play football in the garden with your with your kids. But oh, mate, did you see that two foot tackle where I tried to take him out? <laughs> Done me like a fucking pippin, didn't they? I thought like, I was going to smack him. But, um, he's only seven years old, but I just thought yeah. I was going to fucking do him. And yeah, he's got to learn, ain't he? Didn't pull it off. <laughs> 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 fucking done you, mate. He's fucking he's done good you. Kid, though. I love my little boy. He's fucking awesome. Kids are brilliant, mate. I'm trying to get my um because my my youngest is into football she loves football um but she only loves playing yeah so i tried to get her to watch the football last night i was like it's a big game yeah so I was like, the women, the same. I was like the women are in the final i went you can learn something it will help inspire you to play yeah she was like now nah, i'm good i'm just gonna watch youtube you like to the stadium been to oxford oxford's oh, a good nice. time took my kids up there took my little girl as well um so yeah we've been up there watched my little girl shelby she's only one so can't take her Got another little boy on the way at the minute. Oh, have you? Yeah, during November, mate. Oh, congratulations. 26th of November, Hunter. So, um, yeah, that's four now. So, I've got two kids, two boys, so that's me done now. Done now? Yeah. Sold. 
Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck. That fucking snip, mate. Well, I might have one more. I don't know. See how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't mind another boy, to be fair. Yeah. I've got a fire team, haven't I? You have. So when I'm too old, mate, I've got a fire team to protect me, then. Yeah, sold, mate. Yeah. But I don't think me, me, me and Mrs. I don't, we don't think we could have um, boys. We, we had a, a fair few miscarriages on the lead up to our eldest. And then Jess came along and it was like, oh, it must have been the fact it was a boy. And she was like, body rejected. Yeah. Fucking mad, mate. Yeah. Fucking horrible. That was horrible. Like, nobody teaches you what to do with that. I, I feel the same with, like, grief in general. Like, especially with, like, a, a miscarriage. Like, it was heartbreaking for my missus, clearly. Yeah. Like, I was like, but as a bloke, I was like, how am I supposed to act here? Yeah. Fucking horrible, mate. Genuine. Yeah. I, I had to take a man minute in the car. I can, I, mate, I can remember when my ex at the time, she had a miscarriage when I was in the army. And um, I was on the, she rang me and told me she had a miscarriage. And uh, my platoon sergeant even at the time, he said to me, what's up? And I said, oh, I'm missing a miscarriage. He goes, mate, fuck off home. Mate, nah, I'm all right. Yeah. He goes, mate, fucking get home. Like, you, and I, yeah. I said, I am fine. I said, I have no connection to that. He goes, don't bother me. He went, mate, think about your fucking missus. Like, yeah. But because I was in that frame of mind at the time, he was a fat red bloke, just fucking horrible red bloke, no emotion. Um, yeah, it didn't really fuck, didn't really bother me. And then when you leave the army, all this emotion's up. Yes. And that's what I found out is obviously when the emotion comes and you when you change as a person or your body changes, maybe, I don't know, I haven't really worked out whether your body just goes fucking now, you know, weight off your shoulders, what the fuck has my life been about for the last yeah. 12 years? Um, it must have been, um, must have been a difficult transaction, tran- transition for you. Especially when, when I was, it wasn't planned. I mean, yeah, yeah. A lot of people. So if you leave, the, if you leave the army, as in you sign off, you've got a year till you get out. Yeah. yeah. I was out within about fucking three months, mate. Oh, so yeah. I was training to go to Afghan, and then I, d- I was out then like three out. months later. Fucking hell. Yeah. There, there's literally no time frame there. Like three months bit. isn't that long, even, mate. It's fucking quick time. Yeah, that is quick. It goes like that, mate. And before I knew it, I was out as a civvy, like fucking hell. I was just. Three months ago, I was training to go to Afghan. On yeah, like, I take it. I take it because because they booted you. You didn't get any of the resettlement or anything no. like that either. Not not that that is any good. Like it may have changed now. I don't yeah. Know. Even when I went through it, it was like, what do you want to do? The thing is, mate, I hear of people nowadays. I mean, being at Bryce Norton, so that's where obviously where I yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, of course. I live yeah. just outside Bryce Norton. Um, being there, I hear of people nowadays getting tested for fucking class A's, mate. Yeah. Like cocaine and that, and then. They're staying in. They get one chance. Like, yeah. you know, you get caught again, you're out. I was taking a performance-enhancing drug, which is so. What it's I thought for was Depa. So Depa repairs your muscles overnight, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes you feel good. Repairs muscles. Don't get any muscle aches. Fuck all, mate. Um, yeah, and I was, I was banging it, mate. I was fucking sound. It is mad, like that. Your job is you're you're a fucking killer. You're pararedge. It's not like any other job, unless you're infantry, of course, which is what a lot of people don't realise. That's what you're trained to do. Yeah. You're so you know, if, I did, if I didn't take steroids, so I was obviously in recce platoon for a long time. Yeah. Uh, when you're in recce platoon, you're carrying, mate. Some of the burgers I was carrying, I'd have to sit on the floor, put the straps on, two guys help me up, stand up. Yeah, if I just stood up, you're all right. You just got to keep that momentum, keep your legs moving, keep it, yeah. and you'll be all right. If you stop, you're fucked. So just keep I moving. I know, I know exactly and, um, what you did. Mate, my old size, I was about 11 stone when I joined the army. I would not be able to carry that fucking kit. No. Not a chance would I be able to carry that kit. But yeah, like, like I was saying, it's not like... it. It's a strange one because you, you, you're you taking it to enhance yourself. 
become better. Yeah. You can lift more, you can endurance will be better, etc. etc. Surely that's a benefit. Yeah. I can't actually remember my shoe at the time. Fucking some of the lads thought me. Funny mate, so I was at the ground of Welsh Guards for for a lot of tour and then they brought me back a little bit early because I had I had bad tour like pretty pretty traumatic tour like to see a lot of lads get fucking blown up shot. Fucking obviously got into a few contacts myself where killed the enemy at close close. Um, obviously what looked like my decor, lost a few of my Afghans. Um so they brought me back early. I got on the gear when I was in the camp and um, I went from fucking tiny to massive in two weeks. <laughs> and um and this year I was walking walking through the hall one day and this year went, You guys had a cut run, are you taking any uh, steroids at the moment? I went, Yes sir I am and all the lads are like, Fuck you now <laughs> But he didn't say anything, he didn't care. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a strange one, isn't it? Completely understand if you're taking fucking cocaine or fucking mushrooms or maybe not mushrooms, mushrooms are alright. But Yeah, well that's another thing heroin. about like, psychedelic drugs. Obviously I went away, didn't I? Done um ayahuasca down in Costa Rica. Oh yeah. How'd that go? Fucking mega. Well some of it was anyway, some of it wasn't that. I've I've always been like sort of wary, like so I don't trust my mind at the best of times, so I'm like if I Fucking take one of these, and I go on a fucking bad one. Yeah. You know, I, I, a bit but you're supposed to have someone with you, aren't you? Yeah. You know, like if, I strongly advise anybody with a psychedelic drug to have somebody by the side of them. Yeah. Fuck hell, mate. The second time I so the, just sorry. The second time I did it, I had my first trip. First time I didn't feel anything. I just fell asleep. Hmm. Second time I had my first trip where I went into Valhalla and met all the guys, all the mates that died in Afghan. Got, went in there and said goodbye to them all, give them all a cuddle and that, and had like one last piss up with them in Valhalla, which fucking mega. Third time I'd done it, I met the devil, and um, I was in the trip, and my wife and kids were dead at my feet. I was trying to revive them, and like ah. screaming at the devil, and the devil was like fucking laughing at me. Um, basically, just showed me what it's like if you keep living a self-destructive life. Yeah, that's yeah. what it can feel like to lose people. I love, I love at the time my wife. To be honest, I still love my wife. Just like I love her. Obviously, I'm always gonna love her. I love my kids. Yeah, cool. Uh, in that way. Um, so yeah, it showed me what it's like to lose those those people closest closest to me. But in the trip, I killed myself at the end of the trip, which I I believe was a death of my uh, was a death of my mind based identity and then rebirth my true self. My main yeah, yeah. my mind based identity being power edge Dave, because I was always stuck at mindset of being a fucking power edge bloke and just being horrible, yeah. and threatening people all the time and fucking scrapping if like sh- someone showed me any sign of aggression when I don't need to be that person anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. a civvy, so I start acting like a fucking civvy, start acting like a dad and a and a husband. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where that's what I got from it. it it did change my life. To be fair, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it did change my life. And people, like everyone says that psychedelics are like fucking bad, but they're good if you do in the right environment. If you're doing the right, yeah. If you're doing them all the time, of course it's gonna be bad for you. You're gonna start seeing some weird shit. It's probably pitch for the fuck you. But if you're taking get something from it, as in something positive, and there's someone there watching you while you're in that trip to stop you from doing something stupid, I can see why people kill themselves on psychedelic drugs, mate. Yeah. Because. That made me believe it. It was actually real inside my head. It made yeah. me believe. The more I tried to get out of it and fight it, you've got to surrender yourself to the to the, the, the process. You have to be open, going there with an open mind and surrender yourself to the process. Yeah. But I was trying to fight to get out because I was like, I don't fucking like what I'm seeing here. So yeah. I was fighting to get out. The more I fought like to get it's, out. It's like it's telling you the truth. Yeah. And it kept me in there longer, mate. It felt like I was in there for a fucking long time. And it made me, in my head, kind of believe, this is my life now. My kids yeah. are dead. And this is where I am. I'm not getting out. Because I tried to fight to get out, I think it made me believe I'm staying here for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Like, Got to stay here and fucking I'm deal dead with it. I'm dead and I'm in fucking hell. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it's fucking scary. It's a scary, scary process. But obviously, when I come out, um, you have like shamans, mm. the spiritual people there, spiritual leaders. They kind of coach you for the next day through what you've seen. So they kind of say, right, this is probably where you see this, this is where you see that. So you actually get something from it. You don't just go back and get stuck in your own mind. There's, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Is you're gonna be, it's gonna be traumatic for you. It's fucking awesome, mate. So they, they tell you the positives in that trip mm. rather than just fucking going yeah. mentally. Rather than like saying fucking, you're gonna hell, by the way. Yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah. But the the whole I like the whole saying goodbye to your mates as well because obviously you never got that opportunity. No, because you never got closure. I think yeah. a lot of it was when that, you lose your mates, you don't get closure. That's awesome. But obviously, uh, so next weekend is the anniversary when we lost the three lads in 2009, yeah. 6 August 2009. Um, yeah, three of our lads got blown up in an IED strike in a vehicle. One of them was a very good mate of mine, Kev Milligan. Um, my little boy's named after him, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good geezer. I was still in t- contact with his daughter now. He's got, his daughter's like 12 years old now. She was born three months after he was killed. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Fucking hell. See, that that's that's tough, isn't it? Obviously, life of a soldier. But, yeah, his daughter's never going to know. But having the likes of, say, like yourself, and um, going way back to the start of the conversation, having those fucking combat cameramen that are taking photos, it's like, this is, yeah. this is what your dad yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. First time I met her, I told her a story about when, um, so Kevin was my, was my team leader when I was to IC, but yeah. obviously when it happened. Um, but when I first got to Spain, he was my senior Tom, and I was like a new bloke. He was out at night in Cardiff, and, um, and I was on permanent send doing it big licks, you know, just fucking I'm in a parish telling yeah, me, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, fucking nothing, and I was spitting out bits of my teeth all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a fucking way. It's, it's mad, though, because you must have gone through, like, when you went through all your basic training, it wasn't, like, soft. Like, it seems to have got softer and softer throughout the I fucking I getting banged and fucking getting black eyes in training. Yeah. Fucking getting banged in my nose. I've still got, uh, still got a scar on top of my eye, yeah. eyelid. And that was 2008, so it's still... But you get fucking fit that way for a reason. Like, you're a dreadful yeah. soldier. It's just, my paratrooper base is one of the most aggressive soldiers in the fucking world, mate. But that's what we're trained to be. Yeah, exactly. You can't be fucking nice to us in training. You have to train us because on a dead race, mate, when I've been in contact and I mean, that day when I went for that compound where I got my MID and... I was fighting people from each other away. It's so fucking crazy, mate. You yeah. can't, you can't be nice in that situation. You have to, you have to go to another level of aggression. Yeah, and there's only so much in training you can simulate. And I think a lot of the up and coming fucking paras and rap red guys and things like that. It's like you've got to realise that it's nothing personal. They're not doing it because they fucking. Well, they might do, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not like they're doing it just because they fucking picking on you. They're doing it to get you to that point of aggression yeah. where you want to fucking kill someone. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's what when we went through um, our bayonet training, that was our main aggressive. Fucking yeah, I think you're saying over there. Yeah, and we were fucking. I remember just fucking marking times of shouting kill and fucking getting headbutted by my corporal, slitting yeah. the eye open. What makes Some, the grass grow as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a fucking other scar on my hand from one of the other fucking recruits that was going a bit fucking mental, stabbed me in the hand. We had, we done an exercise years ago with uh, with SRR, and it was like a, so we're doing we're going to deploy to Kosovo um, pretty soon after mm. the, the exercise. So we did a training exercise with SRR, which was crowd control. So if they're in if they're in doing something like putting doing, doing their sneaky deaky stuff, then we're there as like crowd control because we're yeah. people like trying to get in. Um, and I think 
think it was like the Royal Engineers of Phase 2 recruits that are our enemy. They basically told Screw that if they fucking shoot at you, all right, something happens, play dead. Now, they obviously went out the night before and got a bag of potatoes and started throwing potatoes at us. Yeah. And one of them hit John Harrison in the fucking face because John Harrison was killed on the uh, 9th September, 2009, on hospital rescue for Stephen Farrell. Yeah. Um, off the back of the head, he was shot in the face and killed. Um, 10 seconds after he got on telly. But um, yeah, a potato hit him in the face. And he just said to us all, fucking go. And we were just knocking out these phase two recruits. Kicking <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of them. <laughs> and um, yeah, he put the complaint about us. There's only six of us parrots, though. So yeah. we just... Batter them. Yeah, kick fuck out of them. They, um, and SR, the SR, like, DS were like, we told you to screw on that. Yeah. Fucking like, idiot. You're basically poking a load of fucking bears. Just <laughs> yeah. We, we had a... Uh, I remember we were doing public order training before we went out to Iraq. And they literally went, right, it's going to be Bravo platoon versus Charlie platoon and then it'll be soggy weapons versus ace right or whatever and I remember we were and we had a couple of lads that well in their previous lives were football hooligans so they thought it was fucking brilliant they were fucking well like that throwing a fucking potato I remember brother smashing into one of the lads I fucking hated him so I just ran in fucking smash fucking there's a picture of it with me just coming back after eating him and his fucking mask is all fucking over here and he's I was like, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> well, I just remember get, getting, I got smashed to pieces at one point. I managed to break through the line and they just battered me with these fucking batons. <laughs> fucking rubbery batons, but they fucking hurt. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the ban after, like, going back to uh, bayonet training, it's the ban that you get after you're confined to camp for fucking 48 hours or whatever. Can't let you out. Be too aggressive. Yeah, they say it's a jet fucking, we'll, we'll get out somehow. Yeah. <laughs> ah, but yeah, I, I mentioned actually in my um, my book, I, it was very similar to you. Like, if we, if I was going out on the piss, especially in Hereford, I love going out in Hereford because I just get in a fight all the time. Because I, I was like that. Well, I need some sort of fucking buzz. Yeah. You'll fucking do. But. The, the, the funniest one I ever had was I was still going through basic training and I thought if I fought back then I'd be in more shit than if I didn't yeah. so this fucking lad was wailing on me I had fucking blood coming out of my face I was like what can I do that's just going to fucking really fuck him off so I just gobbed his fucking all this blood in his face and I was like you going to come and finish me off it's like fucking um, fight club yeah where he's like, well, you're gonna finish me off, Lou. All his blood's going everywhere. I was just like, and I got in. I got, I got even more of a chewing for not fighting. Yeah. Like, when you fight, and I went, oh, I thought I'd get kicked off if I. But they were like, well, look at your fucking face, you idiot. I was like, yeah, good point. <laughs> fucking cuts all over me. <laughs> so every weekend I'll go home and come back, and there'll be a new fucking. Yeah. New cut or something. Yeah. Who you been fighting recently? It's like, yeah, there's been a lot of lads like that. To be fair, at weekends. Yeah, fighting all fuckies. Mm. Never at the same time. No. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. So how, how's it how's it been with um with the new job with all the rail strikes and shit like that? But it's all right. It doesn't really affect us from my view. No. It doesn't really affect us at all. A lot of our stuff's like so it's um it's high, high like so it's high street environment mm. on a like if you're on a platform. Yeah, yeah. If you're on a platform highway, it's like a high street environment. Um, it's only when you're on track that you need to get. There's a lot of permits. You have to get like blocked and all sorts possessions. Yeah. So as long as we're in the, if there's a strike on, obviously 
the platforms and the stations are empty, so it's better for us. Even better. There's no pedestrians around to to kind of stop us from doing work if you like, or fucking more more. Than to be fair, there's good reason why these these fucking companies and and that are all going on strike, especially at the minute. When you when you see the fucking profits that some of these companies are getting, you know, like yeah. continuously fucking yeah putting up. There were strike, strikes last week, I think. Uh, in Birmingham, it was like two days of strikes, and it was fine for us. It was good. Yeah, got a lot of work done. That's a lot more done. That's fucking what you want. That's what there's you no want. one, there's no one around taking photographs. Of you like when you've got a hard hat on or something like that. I mean, it's fucking hot out there. <laughs> like, yeah. If my lads fucking don't wear a hard hat, I don't give a shit, mate. Like as long yeah. as they get the work done, just do it in their own. <laughs> it just pisses me off when you've got some some civic takes it. Oh, like look at these lads. Like, how about you get some shit on fucking yeah. like working like that? Yeah. I had it when uh, I, I used to work for Loomis doing the cash and transit stuff, carrying the high values and that. And I remember some of the jobs, especially in the summer, you got your you got all your rig on, you got your stab vest on, you got your fucking helmet on. Oh, fucking hell, it's hot! And then you get in the wagon and the fucking air conditioning doesn't work, and you're like, yeah. fucking that. Yeah. Amount of times, I I ended up working in Dagnum as part of the Loomis crew in Dagnum, and I used to refer to them as the Dagnum Cowboys. Yeah. So. Where I was at Maidstone before, everything was by the book every week. You had to carry it in the box, you had to put your fucking helmet on, everything, stab vest. Go to Dagnum, you know, very rarely anyone wore fucking stab vest or didn't wear their helmets and carried the fucking yeah. trays in without the fucking security box. You're like, this is madness. Yeah. So I was like, this is fucking madness. If we get stopped, like, if someone wants to take that box, then uh, there's nothing. Yeah. It's like, like, well, you can wear it stab vest if you want. I was like, well, I think I might wear that, yeah. especially working out in London and things yeah. like that. Fucking North London. The w- worst area was East London that I worked in. It was, I was, it was always on edge. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I've never done work like that, mate, before, too, so you wouldn't know. You're too big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're too big for everything. <laughs> no, I'm happy, I'm happy with the way now, mate. You did a bit of bodybuilding for a time, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, flat out bodybuilding for a little while. But again, I think bodybuilding is an unhealthier sport than just it's an unhealthy sport. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't look healthy. No. They look good, don't get me wrong. Like, like dieting and that is fucking hard work. It, it broke me. Yeah. When I was ripped as fuck, mate, and probably had like six percent body fat, it didn't feel good. It just broke me, mate, yeah. I trained for like half an hour and I had, I had no energy training but I just couldn't train. It's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because obviously, aesthetically, it looks good. But, <laughs> like, to do a job or anything like that, it's pretty useless. My missus actually said to me, like, my wife at the time, she said to me, that's not you. She said, she said to me one day, like, I was basically still doing my meal prep one day, top off, like, as, I came, as I always was back then. And she said to me, that ain't you. She yeah. said, that's not who you are. She said, she said, you've lost yourself. Now you're at the army, you've lost yourself. She said, go back to when you were in the army. Yeah. You had a piss tank. You were you drinking all the time. You'd eat what you want. You'd run eight miles with your boots on in the morning because you had to. Yeah, yeah. But it's, what you're doing now is not you. She said, you've lost yourself. And I went, what the fucking, I'm sound, but she's right all along. I did lose myself. And I lost myself into that environment of trying to look like I thought I needed to look. Yeah, yeah. Like I needed to, basically that muscle was like a shield. It was like protecting what was actually happening on the inside. Because when people look at me, they were going, "Oh, look at fucking Dave! He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a big beast. fucker. He's ripped. Like, he's yeah. look at his six pack." They weren't actually going, "Look at, look at Dave! He's struggling." It was a, yeah. it was a, it was a shield to protect. There's a lot of issues. Well, yeah. There's a lot of issues 
with bodybuilders, like especially with the body dysmorphia thing, because yeah. you can always be bigger, you can always be yeah. less body fat. Just I've just naturally noticed now. I don't even fucking train that much now. I go to the gym if I want to. Yeah. And I'll always, I'll always go to the gym for half an hour now. Everyone takes piss out of me in the gym because sometimes I'll be in there twenty minutes mm. and come out. I find that I, I not a minute. I've been fucking lazy bastard <coughs> in a minute. Um, but I found that like. 20 minutes, half an hour, maybe up to 40 minutes. Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I, don't I smack it. Because I'm not sat there going, oh, just fucking set up that. Yeah. But I'm never I'm never in that long gym. Never. I used to be like that. I used to be like, well, I need to set my, my phone. Yeah. Because then I know that I've done it then. If I Even when I was bodybuilding, when I was putting on size, I'd be in the gym for half an hour sometimes, and that's it. used to piss everyone off. Like, how the fuck are you that size? Mm. But some people just got like, those genetics. Yeah, I'd, definitely. I'd, I'd just grow really easily. And you're, you're fucking massive anyway, aren't you? Yeah, 6'4". I think I'm 19 stone, mate. 6'4", 19 stone. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I actually shrunk, you know. My, my missus still doesn't believe me. And when it fucking happened, because I'm similar to you, like, putting all the fucking on your burger and all that, I, I used to get given all the kit. Tom and I would carry it. Pack horse. According to my Air Force ID, I was 171 centimetres. What's that? 5'7 and a half, I think? Something like that. Still not tall, don't get me wrong. I'm now five, six and a half. I've lost an inch. Yeah. And I was like, it's definitely happened. I went, it's not because I've put on weight. Yeah. I'm not having that. When I joined at 16, I was six foot. Now I'm six four now. Of course, you're still, still in growing stage, aren't you, yeah. at 16? <laughs> Probably the human growth I was taking. <laughs> yeah, that helped. <laughs> to be fair. Mate, I was smacking growth hormone for a long time. Yeah. How did you feel on it? Good. Started taking it. Started started really taking it when I broke my leg to heal heal the process. Yeah. Um, The doctor was even saying, "I'm surprised how quickly it's healing." I "I fucking know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. It's a bit like getting um, stem cells and things like that, isn't it? That. But yeah, I took it as well, really, because I could see my leg getting real small. So I had one big fucking leg and one tiny one, where it's just in cast all the time. Mm. I mean, I wasn't doing. I wasn't even weight bearing for. I couldn't walk. Couldn't bear any weight on it for. I think it was five months. I think. Break, it would have been so bad, but it's a, it's a spiral fracture. Oh, so yeah. it like it was like up the bone, so it's like where it's just twisting. Just basically, if you get a ruler, twist it, it's just fucking fractures everywhere. Yeah. That's basically what my leg done. Is it the fib and fib? Yeah, but it snaps it in four places. Oh, that's what you want. Horror tackle? Have you just. No, I just got hit by three boats at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Get it out. a big fucker playing number eight. Yeah, yeah. They just wanted to put me out, I think. Yeah. They did put me out. It did. Good tackle, though. Nothing malicious in it. Yeah. Well, they've obviously done what you need to do, especially with a guy your size. You've got to hit him low, haven't you? Yeah. Because if you, if you try and tackle you at fucking upper yeah. body, you're just going to... So I played for fire service a few times as well. I played for the Oxford Fire Service, Murphy Requirements, so they said just come and play for us. Mm. Um, played against the Army, British Shrivenham, um a few times. And I I think it was like probably my third game after I broke my leg, so I carried on playing for a season after I broke my leg. Um yeah, I think it was probably like a third game playing the army for Shivenham. I got to try with them first, like seven minutes. Yeah. Because I was just smashing through. But I was just thinking, fuck it, I'm not giving in now. <laughs> getting, everyone's getting smashed out of the way. I'm not breaking my leg again. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Yeah. It's fucking but way I just forward, can't man. play anymore. It's just not right. Yeah. It aches for days after if I play I again. Bet. And I bet. When that metal plate gets hit as well, so I've got a metal plate in the front of my shin. So it goes kind of down the side of my shin into my yeah. ankle. Oh, I got you. And you hit the the movement on the side of the ankle is like 
as in that way. There's movement gone, it's fucking, that plate gets hit. I've been pretty lucky. I've never, never broken a major bone. I broke my fingers. Yeah. Even though I was a, a midget, I used to play basketball, so I was constantly breaking my yeah. fucking fingers. Fucking ball hitting my fingers. And, like, fuck. and boxing, my hands are always, yeah. always aching my hands. Yeah. Through boxing and that. But luckily, fucking, in terms of breaking bones, it's fine, but. I've said this so many times on the podcast. My ankle, I've got no ankles. I went, I went in for physio on my ankles. I went for my um, FT to become lance corporal, and I rolled my ankle on the on the tab. I was like, "Fuck, that hurt. That really hurt." Coming in, it's like failing the tab. And I was like, "Well, you've got one more chance." And then we went to do the navex, and I rolled both my ankles on a fucking baby bed. Yeah. Got fucking completely lost my bearings. Got completely lost. I was like, "This is fucking embarrassing." Managed to flag down the fucking DS. They took me back. I went, I, I need to go to a med center. My ankles have gone. Went in there and they went, Are you um, you on two squatting? I was like, no, 15 squatting. They went, you, you done jumps? I was like, no, nah, I done a single jump. Why? They went, you've got like no ankle ligaments. I was like, what? They went, you, your ankles are gone. I went, I don't know how you've managed to pass training or anything. I went, oh, that explains a lot. Like, just yeah. walking down the road, I, clear road my ankle just go and I'm like fuck but me being an idiot I've, it's always been the same since I was a kid I used to just strap it up and just carry on yeah. it's like I probably should have had physio fucking a long time ago like, <laughs> but even now my missus finds it hilarious like I'll just fucking roll my ankle over nothing yeah. I did it in London on one of our first it was was it one of our first no 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 she was can't remember if she was pregnant with um, my eldest or, or if it was just or if it was just a trip to London or whatever but I remember we were going to Victoria to catch a train home and it was literally I was on the edge of the uh, on the edge of the curve ankle went fucking forward roll managed to get up she's pissing herself laughing there's me still in fucking squatty mode I was like it's not fucking funny fucking hurt myself yeah <laughs> now I look back at her I almost look like a right cunt just yeah. fucking falling over nothing <laughs> but it's one, it's one of those like like you said, where you just fucking laugh at stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a compilation videos of her scaring me in the house. I was like, you can't keep doing that. I'm going to have a heart attack one day. Yeah. She hides, mate. It's my, not missus a... used to, my wife used to have to put behind me and put her hand on my shoulder and just say she'd drive me fucking. She'd scare the shit out of me. Just, if she'd come in the kitchen one day, I'd just fucking. She'd run up to turn around and put her in a headlock or something sometimes, <laughs> I think. She, she has said, she has said, she went, one day you're going to hit me and it and I'll deserve it but <laughs> I'm like it's so funny she's got literally a, a video that's about 10 minutes long of different clips of her scaring me over over nothing yeah there's one when uh, it was Christmas and I was doing the elf on the shelf and I was trying to put the elf somewhere and I was walking up the stairs and she just jumped out of the kids room she went Bruh! and I just went fuck fucking threw the elf out and just ran down the stairs <laughs> fight or flight that is I'm hiding <laughs> Trying to find a better fire position. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Nerf guns out. <laughs> yeah, me and my little boy have like little Nerf wars. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm building an armory soon. He's got, he's got enough now to have like a little armory soon. Yeah. He's got my old body armor and things. I've obviously taken plates out of it. Um, I've seen yeah. him with the helmet before. Yeah. My old optical helmet. Yeah. That's it. In the office now. In the office. I thought, I thought the attachment's back on it now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's fucking some Probably worth fucking like five grand with all the fucking shit I've got on it. Yeah. Loads of stuff on it. Fucking office does look nice though. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, uh, as 
it's almost going full circle. The the work that you're doing with the veterans and that is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a few companies that I like like that, and then obviously one of them being the 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 cause that is Rockford Recovery. I love Rockford Recovery. Yeah. Um, I speak to Charlie quite often. Yeah. He's he sound fucking likes himself doing. Yeah. The engineering stuff is fucking brilliant. Yeah, man. And it, it's it's one of those. There's no cat badge anymore. It's like you. We've all done stuff. Yeah. Some have done more than others. Clearly. Yeah. It's like, but that doesn't matter. We've all no. signed on the dotted line. Yeah. It's like there's so many though that are still fucking dickheads. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, get them everywhere, mate. Just gotta pick up the good ones. Yeah. Gotta find them. Gotta find them. Yeah. What else you got planned for today then? Obviously, you gotta get called into the office. Yeah, I'll be in the office shortly, mate. Doing some work. Look, <laughs> on your day off. Go look to Birmingham, mate. That was a Birmingham. Yeah, that was a Birmingham. Work, mate. Fucking living the dream, living the dream. For those that don't know, where can they find you? Um, I can't, I've just forgot my Instagram. <laughs> Put you on the spot there, haven't I? Well, I've forgot what my Instagram is now. <laughs> Dave, I think it's Dave, Dave.Rubban. That's but the it's one. Usually it's Dave.Rubban, nothing else. Yeah. Obviously, like we said earlier. You have to, you have to get the official put on there. So yeah, well, I've actually got it on. This is my only account, but then they stop fucking copying saying this is my only account. I'm like, fuck. You know. Yeah, so I did. We're going off on another tangent now. Did notice you started putting like the watermarks and stuff on that? Yeah, well, I put watermarks. If you notice, I put the watermarks mainly on my piss photos. Yeah. So they can't use my piss photos. I don't even give a fuck if anyone uses mine. But again, there's this whole thing now where they've learned how to get rid of those watermarks. Yeah. Well, I don't give a shit. They put Dave.Rubban for like seven two at the end or something like that, or seven one. I think the latest one is. Yeah. And they use my watermarks anyway. It's like fucking. Yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it? It's it's mad. Yeah. It's like they've literally just gone fucking screenshot. Yeah, mental, mate. It's got to be a way that we're gonna go off on another tangent. It's got to be a way that Instagram can stop you like screenshotting. Yeah, photos. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Or if it, or it can but tell book you. Comes out, um, my book's hopefully come out Christmas time or ah, oh, fucking new year. So it's been, we're halfway through at the moment. Yeah. Um, that'd be a good fucking read, that one. Yeah, we're halfway through the book at the moment. It's pretty much. It's only really one book. I'm not going to fucking do anything like all these other people do where they bring up multiple books. Yeah. It's one book about my life, and that's it from start to finish. Fucking happy days. I did mine. Um, it could have been written better, I think. You could tell that I'm dyslexic. Put it that way. I've got a few. I've got a ghostwriter doing mine. Yeah, there's a few. Um, there's a few grammatical errors. I did have um, Chris Michaels help me out from the Dark Side podcast. He helped me out with a few different. Yeah. Different bits, but. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me called Fighting the Tigers. I like that. Like Tiger Team thing. Yeah, that's cool. That. Yeah, my mine mine got mixed reviews. Um, most of the shit reviews came from people that didn't even serve with me. Um, yeah. a, a few others said I made stuff up. Like, if you actually read it, most of it isn't about my time in, in yeah. the military. It's about how I dealt with um, my mental health afterwards, starting the podcast yeah. and things like that. Obviously, I touch on on some of the things I did. One of them is one of the reviews was, how how can you say that you shot your weapon in CAF when nobody did? I was like, well, I definitely did. But the thing is, it's not even an alley story. We were at a checkpoint, and there's and we got told, watch out for fucking uh, moped ID um, ID. <laughs> so I'm stopping this guy. Um, he's not stopping. So what I do is escalation of force. Fucking top cover shoot the flare. Still not stopping. Pull me draw me pistol. Still not stopping. I cock. Then I fire into capture ground. Then he starts waving like he's fucking on um, Team America. Mm-hmm. Doing all this. 
and brakes didn't work. I was like, why would I make up a story like that? It's not yeah. even good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if if I was lying and like saying I'm kicking in doors and fucking doing all that sort of stuff. Mate, we used to roll in the bastion in our wagons. Yeah. We used to roll in the bastion. If anyone came near us, we used to fucking put one in an engine block. We didn't, didn't even tell them stop. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I did get, I remember getting called into the um, options because obviously you have to do all the shop report and all that bollocks because we don't fire that often. <laughs> so I got called in and they went, come on, why don't you shoot him? I was like, well, he's actually an innocent civilian. Yeah. When I'd have been in a lot of shit if I did shoot yeah, him. Yeah, He's in my rights yeah. because he wasn't stopping. But yeah, but yeah that's, it's little things like that in there and they're like, well, you can make it all up. And I'm like, yeah. cool, cheers. Yeah. Cheers, easy. <laughs> Done now. But yeah. Yeah, the amount of um, creatures that did crawl out looked like similar to you crawled out of the woodwork. Had a, had a couple of guys actually apologise. They were like, "Oh, we didn't yeah. realise." Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Fuck it, just keep doing what you're doing." Like, cheers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll continue. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, mate, it's been a fucking absolute privilege to have you on. Yeah, no worries, mate. It's been good, man. Obviously, it's nice having people in the shed. So normally I do it through Zoom, and don't really have that. Yeah. Same connection. Yeah. So hopefully it's I don't even like Zoom because people fucking phone me up all the time. I don't know if you're on Zoom and people phone me up or it's like my kids will walk in and start talking yeah. to me. Like that. Oh, I've had, I've, mate, I've had it before where I've gone full Joe Rogan and I'm on, like three hours in and then my missus is like started banging on the door. Are you all right in there? It's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to fucking edit this bit out now. Yeah. I don't I don't tend to edit, but yeah, but yeah it's got to be done. But yeah. No, thanks for having us on, mate. I appreciate it. Ah. Cheers for making the trip down. Obviously, it's all right for you because you can come to fucking yeah. Maystone. But next time you're down, we'll have to grab some beers. Yes, definitely, mate. 100%. 100%. Sweet. Well, I'm fucking get up and turn this up. Nice one, mate. Yeah.